Hey guys, Veronica, Andrew, and Nate here. We are Foodies Watching Movies, a podcast dedicated to awesome movies, great food, and that's about it. Check us out on the JIC Network at www.journeyintocomics.com. Maybe throw some money over to our Patreon so we can eat this week. And now your feature presentation. Following the following journey into comics. 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 Network. 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 Production. Production. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode forty-nine of Poor Three Sixty. I am your host, Nate. And I want to thank you so much for joining me today on the show that covers news spanning all of the globe. So, I'm sure you're wondering. Your voice sounds different. AP, what happened? AP, unfortunately, has been impeached and removed from his duties as podcast host. You're probably curious, what crime did AP commit What atrocity did he commit to be impeached from his spot? And well, it was a quid pro quo, folks. There was a quid pro quo. It's a bribe. What's the bribe? He asked me to do him a favor, though. What was that favor? This episode of Poor 360, folks. AP's out this week. And he asked me to fill in. We had some plans. They kind of fell through. It kind of got willy-nilly. So today, the Podfather here, invading poor 360, talking about impeachment, talking about all kinds of political stuff that's happening because, you guys, it's not just us, man. If you look at the United States, like right now, we're fucked. We're not the only country that is fucked right now. You, the Europe or the Great Britain, they just like put Boris Johnson, the Conservative Party, in control, and that's like them having their own Trump now, all of a sudden. And I feel like there's some sort of interesting pattern that we're gonna see on the other side of this. Like if on the other side of 2020, we have a Democratic House, we have a Democratic Senate, we have a Democrat in the White House. We have order being restored, balance to the force, as it were. Uh, Maybe with some extremism on the other side of the aisle, allowing for some things that have never been allowed before to happen, happen in this country. And maybe we'll see that in other countries as well. And we're going to, what I I feel like is in the process of happening right now is the world's trying to figure out what version of itself it really wants to be. Like, are we going to be this evil conglomerate that's going to destroy ourselves in a very short amount of time or like all these countries going to get their shit together elect leaders that want to have real genuinely positive change that make life better for every citizen of earth because we're all human beings and um yeah man it's it's a crazy time right now so we're going to be leading into episode 50 of poor 360 next week Episode 50 of this show, that's crazy. He, AP, has done this once before with one of his other shows being, uh, he did uh, The Poor Rapport, initially made it to 50 episodes. So, pretty exciting milestone here. AP is a man who likes to change it up from time to time, and I really love and appreciate that about him. So, covering impeachment today, let's just get into it. As we're on the road to impeachment, there's a lot of things that have happened, uh... It's been, I mean, like, I could literally go back two years and start filling you in the timeline from the time, like, months before Trump was officially inaugurated in an office to to where we are now. But I think the more pertinent things are really from July 20, we're going to say July 24th to now, okay? July 24th, Nate, what's that date? I haven't heard that very often in the impeachment proceedings. It's July 25th, you fuck. That's when the call happened, the perfect call, according to the president. Okay. And we know that call is not perfect, folks. We're going to go through that in a second. But let's talk about July 24. 
July 24th was a very, very important day, and it sticks out in my mind because, well, I've been very deep into the political world for some time now, and this most current administration is terrifying as it is fascinating. Like, how far are Republicans allowing this president to go before the wheels fall off? How far is our country going to allow the Republicans to go before the wheels fall off? So J July 24th, the importance of that date. Don't ramble around it, right? Robert Mueller testifies to the House Intelligence Committee about the uh, investigation, the Mueller report, as it were. In the Mueller report, he can't exonerate the president. Cut and dry. He even says, I, if I could say that we exonerated the president fully in this, I would say so. We can't, however. However, also in the Mueller report, very important to note, uh, you can't indict a sitting president because as of right now, that's a law because they never expected a president to be in office that would commit enough high crime and misdemeanor. Oh, wait, they were expecting that to happen and we have a plan? Oh, shit. Okay, well, let's get into it. So Mueller finds in his report that the things that Trump did or possibly did, he's a, you know, unnamed co-conspirator, individual one, however you want to name it. He reports that, you know, he, they couldn't officially charge him. And to the Republicans, it's this huge win. Well, Trump did nothing wrong. No, they didn't say that. They did not say Trump was innocent of crimes and there's nothing wrong. Like, listen, I'm just going to go from the comic book perspective. You guys listen to Journey into Comics on Mondays. Like, the kingpin, okay, every time he's been to court against Matt Murdock, he is proclaiming his innocence on a level that you're just like, well, okay, if you've been to jail once about it, any kind of crime, or two times, or three times, or four times, or so on, anytime, like, if you constantly are in here defending possible crime activity, and you're always having to, to defend that you're not a criminal, aren't you kind of doing things that make you seem shady enough to possibly be a criminal and even in lying to people about being a criminal, you're, 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 you know, making it worse. So Mueller does the testifying on July 24th. The very next day, you have the phone call between Zelensky of Ukraine and Donald J. Trump, the acting president of these divided states of America. So during the call, uh, Zelensky talks about the Javelin missiles that yes, the Republicans in this current administration have signed off on believing that this government is not corrupt, um, but also in a weird, kind of sycophantic way, the Javelin missiles and things of that nature being given to Ukraine in a vulnerable state as they are right now is that if Russia were to overtake them and take those weapons, they just got free United States military-grade weaponry for, you know just killing folks it's just blood you know and so Zelensky's like hey thanks for the javelins you know but and again there's always like this ulterior motive if you look at the undercurrent and sure you could say Nate that's the conspiracy theory way to look at it man like to always assume the worst in Trump dude it's like well when you look at the 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 acts of conduct the his pattern of conduct um shows his character. It really does. And the constantly lying, the constantly attacking people that he feels are above him or better than him. The constantly, uh, you know, <clears throat> during the impeachment, one of the impeachment proceedings where the, the Intel committees were discussing like, uh, voting on the articles of impeachment, like what should be in, in these current articles that the house is going to vote on tomorrow being Wednesday. If you're listening to this, uh, on release day, uh, Trump tweeted like, 157 times in five hours and it like unheard of he he spent he spends more time like tweeting you know than doing anything else as president like g genuinely he's a phone junkie he's addicted to his phone and adderall and uh that's not a good way to be so july 25 the call happens Zelensky talks about the javelin missiles then trump says, you know, yeah, sure, the thing, but I would like you to do us a favor, though, because 
we, the United States, which really, no, that's not what he was saying, has been through a lot, and we would, and and we know Ukraine knows a lot about that. We would like you to get to the bottom of this. They talk about Joe Biden getting a prosecutor fired. It's horrible. Blah 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 blah. So he brings up Biden. He doesn't bring up Burisma. He does bring up corruption sort of in a weird back channel-y way so in doing that let me do me a favor though investigate joe biden who at the time if you were following politics in america at all was leading the polls i mean as far as the mainstream polls are concerned which no offense to the mainstream polls and i'm not going to call them fake news i think that's a really disgusting phrase to use i believe that there are really fake newses like genuinely there is news that is misinformation you know the clicky headlines the clickbait headlines the onion articles the hard times articles there's uh you know fox news in the nighttime and i say that because their daytime programming they are actually being brave enough to like challenge this administration and talk about the truth and uh, so let's continue on this timeline of shit. What we don't see about the July 25 call or how important July 24th is, is see July 24th, quote unquote, exonerates the president. He's no longer being investigated by special counsel, counsel Mueller. Okay. The very next day, he is asking another foreign government to help uh, uh, him win reelection. Okay. Now, if you know anything about what happened in 2016, Russia was very effective in misinformation on the internet and ads and things of that nature and really fucked things up and, and, and there were votes changed allegedly. I mean, I don't know the, the major details. You have an electoral college that bizarrely gives it to Trump when Hillary had the popular vote. Not to say that I think Hillary would have been a good president. I don't think that. And I think we would still be in just as much shit. I think we would have been in shit sooner, though. Because I feel like as soon as Hillary got uh, elected, at the time you had a Republican House and Senate, you literally would have had them just fucking go after her in no time flat. They would have just said, okay, well, we need to look up Benghazi and figure out what the fuck's going on. Whoop! And here we go. So... The thing we don't see about the July 25 call is all around it, there's other things happening. There's meetings happening with the ambassador of the EU, the ambassador to Ukraine. Uh, Lev Parnas and Igor Fruman are on an active smear campaign against uh, the ambassador to Ukraine, Marie Yovanovitch. Uh, you have, um, God damn it, Fiona Hill, who is uh, one of the higher ups with the different ambassadors uh you know just dealing with a wave of shit you have bill taylor taking extensive notes and and even questioning gordon sondland and other people saying like are we really saying that we're going to hold up this military aid until they do the investigations on the bidens and all the and then bizarrely after the president knows about the whistleblower report he tells Gordon Sondland there was no quid pro quo. And that's very interesting because the only way that Donald Trump would have used the phrase quid pro quo would have been if he would have seen it in the whistleblower report that he knew was going to Congress or was already turned into Congress at that time and went, I didn't make a quid pro quo. So anytime someone asked him before the whistleblower report like had hit the mainstream media and had officially become a thing, he was trying to cover his tracks. There was no quid pro quo. I didn't ask for a favor. I didn't do anything wrong. It's I'm just asking you to look into Joe Biden and, and not even really look into Joe Biden. Here's the crazy thing, folks. This is the honest to God's truth. They didn't even have to do the investigations. They just had to announce the investigations because the whole point was it being a political hit job to sully Joe Biden's name. And I guess here's a really funny thing. Honestly, Trump is fucking dumb because he didn't have to do this. He didn't have to go out and go after Biden. Biden's not going to be elected president. He's not. You might think, according to CNN, that he is the man. And this is, I was going back to the fake news thing. Uh, 
But CNN, your polls, man, you're not polling youngsters. You're not polling folks who might be young, um, ecstatic voters who are going to try to change this election and bring peace and balance to the earth. You're not polling the full demographic of every kind of person that could be voting. And it's a very specific demographic that you've already selected um, based on your clientele. CNN, no offense. And other and others, even Fox News. And we're going to talk about a Fox News poll here soon, too. Whistleblower report comes out, and then now you guys know all the shit's at the fan. Pelosi, right before the whistleblower report drops, which means she had it, announces they're going to start articles of impeachment, or at least the inquiry. They start doing all the hearings, multiple hours of testimony. A lot of what I was just saying was very much corroborated through extensive note-taking and other things. Not a single piece of evidence or documentation was turned in from the White House to defend themselves at any capacity during this. They also refused to allow any persons who worked directly with the president to testify uh, there were a few people that did defy that because they were um, ordered by subpoena to do so. However, a lot of interesting stuff. You have people really realizing that Trump is doing something wrong and people who are career officials who have worked for the Bush administrations uh, and worked for the Obama administration and the Clinton administrations uh have these people saying something is very wrong we need to figure like sound the siren something is off we need to we need to figure this out and um and now we fast track to where we are which is you know uh right outside of this this moment in time where like i said if you're listening uh wednesday december 18th it's going to be the, one of the more historic days in the history of the united states of america I want you to really consider the the weight of what is about to be said because on Wednesday, Donald J. Trump will be impeached by the House officially. He will be impeached as president of the United States. Now, Nate, if he's impeached, so what? What goes on then, you know? Clinton was impeached. Yeah, well, Clinton was impeached and we're kind of in the same pickle as we were then now because... The House and the Senate aren't controlled simultaneously by one body. The Republicans control the more important part, and unfortunately the House only controls the uh, fact-finding part. So now you have really interesting shit going on, and I also want to say there's a lot of people that got implicated during the impeachment inquiry and leading into where we are now. You have Mike Pompeo, who is all over this thing like a rotten egg. You have Mike Pence, who is doing dirty work for Trump and delivering messages of investigations or no aid and just being like, so what? We're not giving him the aid. We're not. That doesn't matter. All these things happening, okay? All of this stuff swirling. And Trump is tweeting, and Trump is tweeting, and Trump is tweeting 100 times, 100 times, 100 times, here and there and everywhere, and, and all these crazy filled rants. I have to Greta Thunberg, for Christ's sake. She's like a 13-year-old girl with Asperger's syndrome who's just trying to fix our fucking globe because climate change is real, global warming is real, and we're going to all fucking perish very soon if we are not careful and do not get very serious about climate change. And that little girl is, and Trump is attacking her. And here's a crazy thing. Melania Trump, let's just talk about her for a second. She's this whole, like, no-bullying campaign chick. But her husband is bullying a fucking 13-year-old girl. He's the president of the United States of America. He's bullying a 13-year-old girl on fucking Twitter. And if you didn't see the tweet, he told her to chill, get some anger management classes in, and go see a good old-fashioned movie with friends. Chill, Greta, chill. And uh, that was because she was named Time Person of the Year because she's changing the world. So... Trump is just, something's not right, man. And I mean, to talk about what's coming. Like I said, Wednesday, one of the most important days in our history. Trump will be impeached. That'll be a stain he will always wear forever. Donald J. Trump was impeached as president. However, tricky thing American government based on politics that were written in the 1700s. 
the Senate is in control of the trial. Now, right now, the Senate has a slight majority over the... Uh, the, the Senate is a majority Republicans over the Democrats. And the Republicans are obviously pro-Trump. And how pro-Trump are they? Well, let me ask you this question before we go any further. Okay, I'm going to just give you a totally different scenario. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about right now. But I want you to really... Just, you're in your car, whatever. You're wherever you are, you're at work, you're, you know, listening during your your gym thing. You're about to bang it out with your hot-ass girlfriend. Like, whatever it is. All right? Like, slay the dragon, bro. Anyways, uh, I'm just going to put a scenario out there. And I want you to, listen, people who are, uh, I don't care what party you are on. I want you to think about this scenario as it stands, and then I'm going to just change a few facts. Okay, we're going to go from there. So Judge Judy, you know Judge Judy, right? She's the old lady judge, Judge Judy. She does small claims court type shit on TV and has the, you know, people come in. There's a plaintiff and a defendant, and the plaintiff is the person claiming that something has happened to them. The defendant is defending their position that they've done nothing wrong. Okay, so... Defendant 45, okay, um, is claimed, uh, it's claimed that he was working with um, this company and asked them to put a smear or make somebody else look really terrible in such a way that it hurt this person's business and this person sued, okay, and they're the plaintiff, right? That's the way we're going to look at this. Now, in normal world, you know, Judy would just be uh, impartial. She would hear both sides fairly, go, okay, this is what I think happened, and 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 come down with the verdict, and, and say, you know, this is what I think should be. You know, jurors, what do you think? So now I'm going to just ask this: Judy decides this time, defendant forty-five, right? She's actually going to bring him in. Privately, before the trial, before anything is done, before any of it, okay, and say, hey, man, listen, I want to coordinate with you so we have our story straight, so we know how to get ahead of this thing. What are you going to be saying? How are you going to be saying it? What can we do to help? How can we make you look good because you need to win this? You losing this is a bad deal. We need you to win this, so we're going to help you, and we're going to stack the deck in your favor. Is that cool? Now... I'm pretty sure you all just went, wait a minute, Judy would never fucking do that. What is he talking about? You're right, Judy would never do that because she's a true impartial judge. Fair. The problem, however, is that right now, the Senate is controlled by the Republicans, and right now you have somebody who is a living, breathing teenage mutant ninja turtle who, for some reason, had sex with Splinter, and this is what you come up with is a Mitch McConnell who has blocked over 200 bills that have passed the House of Representatives and need to be voted on on the Senate floor just because they passed the House of Representatives during a time when Democrats are in charge. Mitch McConnell has just refused to see any of them. Kentucky, if you're in Kentucky, listen, there's a lot of people, I know for a fact, that a lot of you who listen to the Journey into Comics Network listen from Kentucky. If you're in Kentucky, get him the fuck out of office. He's ruining our nation, man. And he's in Russia's back pocket, too. Don't be fooled. Russia's paying him, too. Don't be fooled, man. That's for real. So back to it. More facts, more what's up in this. Trump right now is getting a pep talk from Mitch McConnell and the Senate Republicans for what to do for the trial. They are coordinating. They are colluding the plan before the trial has even happened. Lindsey Graham saying, I'm not going to be fair in this trial. Lindsey Graham being a Republican who used to hate Trump, and now he's just fallen in like a good little soldier. Because they're also afraid that if they don't follow behind him, they're going to get slaughtered. And, and, and I mean that in the polls, and I mean that when people vote, you know, during election times. But as we've seen, Trump is genuinely like a kiss of death. This year, so many different governors and other people, state officials and whatnot in different places, he went and 
championed for and, and, and tried to bandy the troops and get people to, to support these people. And they would lose tr just tremendously in places that typically these people wouldn't be losing. Trump touches their candidate, their Republican candidate, and it falls apart. That says something. So I'm just saying, Republicans, now you're just continuously making gigantic asses of yourself. And I'm talking about the, the, the Jim Jordans, the Doug Collins, the Matt Gates, the Lindsey Grahams. All y'all are absolutely repulsive. And your actions are so just demeaning to what this country means. You would collude with your president to try to put together the best story to get him from being removed from office because you know that he's guilty and you can't have a fair trial because if you did, he would be impeached, removed from office, and thrown in fucking prison to rot. That is not a joke. That is the reality of what would happen if Republicans were not currently colluding with the 45th president of our country uh, to figure out this whole impeachment thing. They're trying to, quote, get ahead of it. And I just want to say that, honestly, it's sickening that we're here. First of all, it's sickening that Trump is going to get impeached because it's like, okay, when he gets elected at first, you're really upset because like he said some really terrible fucking things on the campaign trail and, and making fun of special needs people and the whole uh, Billy Bush tape with Grabber by the Pussy and and all that shit and doing whatever you want with women and then talking about uh, you know Trump talking about f uh, fucking walking into the Little Miss USA contest when girls were 13 and 14 buck naked and he's just walking around checking them out checking out naked teenage girls when he was in his 30s and 40s and 50s like or maybe 40s 50s and beyond um, think about that for a second I just want you to because he's the owner of the pageant so he can just do whatever he wants as he says uh, all these things add up, and you're just like, oh my god, there's no way this guy should be president. He gets in, and you're like, okay, well, let's see what the policy does. And honestly, in the first year and a half, Trump champions that he's this great success to America on the back of all of Obama's actual accomplishments and things that, that Obama and his administration had put together or had saved from the Bush administration even, some of the things that Bush had put into, into act. Uh all working together cohesively and trump took credit for all that and said oh it's me it's me it's me the economy is booming because it's me it's me it's me we're talking about the economy in a minute too so you look at it and honestly like it just falls apart but you never want to see trump impeached and then removed from office because it just looks bad for our country like looking at the bigger picture other countries are looking at us right now going wow these guys used to be the greatest fucking country in the world. We turned to them for guidance. We turned for them for comfort. We went to them and helped when shit went wrong for them. Now I don't know if a single country, if this country got hit with a tragedy, not a single country would come to our aid, in all honesty. Maybe Russia, because uh, TRUMP is so in with them. But, you know, I just... You know... It just staggers my mind to think about where we are now. It really kind of hurts my head and my heart and everything like that. Uh, so we have, where do we go from here? Right before Christmas, Trump's going to be impeached. That's cool. Then coming into January of 2020, Mitch McConnell has said first order of business is going to be the Senate trial of the impeachment and removal of office of Donald J. Trump. It's going to be a circus shit show. It's going to be crazy. It's going to make news and headlines. I'm hoping... My hope is this, folks. And I say this for the sake of our country. I don't say this for the sake of party. I do want you guys to know that I'm... I don't know. I, 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 I guess I would say I have some socialist tendencies to me because I feel like everybody is put on this earth without being asked to be put here. And if everybody was given the proper kind of assistance to flourish and, and given the right kind of lifestyles to um, 
be conducive to everybody moving up and forward and trying to be bandied together. I use that word again, sorry, but like as a as a solid unit, like our whole world structure being every person being lifted up because we weren't put here by choice. We didn't ask, hey, will you birth me? You know, we didn't, our parents be fucking or however you were created. And, uh, you know, so I just think that if you put those proper systems in place, took away worrying about war against drugs and uh, war in general, uh, and just trying to be more defensive and less offensive and try to run the globe, like, we don't need to do that, man. We can police the globe in certain spots that we think are really shysty and we really need a presence there. But we need to stay on other people's business and backyards because we're starting to wear on our welcome, especially when you have a mouthpiece like we currently do. So let's go ahead and uh, let's jump to some questions. Now, AP, I, he took the show off, but because of the situation, he actually sent questions into me. So I'm going to read these questions off. And, uh, let me go to them now. They are on my facing Borg, okay? Sir, AP, where is your name, my friend? Here we go. Here are the questions. I'm going to read them one by one, slowly, surely. So, first question, do you think Mitch McConnell will face consequences for what he has said about the trial? Well, as we've seen now this week, Mitch McConnell has been all over the how he's going to be working with Trump exclusively to get this thing prepped for trial. Only problem with that is proving and saying aloud that you're colluding is also kind of an impeachable offense. It's also, and I'm almost certain about this, an act that would cause you to have to recuse yourself because your position is already predestined before anything has happened or been determined. And I mean, unless they call every witness back up and unless they really go hard and try to uncover the truth, Mitch McConnell's just getting his information from nighttime Fox News because they're his friends. He's just like, I'm watching, I'm going to watch your show. And I think that we're going to do good, you know? And it's like, come on, man. So do I think he will face consequences for what he said about the trial? Yes. Because honestly, here's the deal. He, Trump gets impeached. That isn't the end. Obviously, he could be removed from office. But even if he was not removed from office, he can actually be impeached a second time. I don't know if you're aware of this. But that is very much a fact. Now, here's the thing. If he gets impeached the first time, which he's going to on, on Wednesday, and then they go to the trial and you clearly see it's a joke. And it's... I hate to use this word because it's their word, sham. And they're not being serious. The Republicans are not trying. They, you know, immediately, as soon as the fucking, you know, trial starts, say, let's call the vote to, to determine is he guilty or innocent. And everyone's like, what the shit? Whoa. And, and it's like, boom, gavel drops and it's over. And Trump is innocent. According to the Republicans, you're going to go, Oh, that trial was super rigged. And then things get even more fucking crazy in Washington because then you now have corruption on a dangerous level that actually needs rooted out. And we have big problems, America. Big old fucking big dick swinging problems that are not happening right now. A good old knee slapping time. Nope. Bad banging time, my friends, because... It's just not looking good. So will McConnell face consequences? Yeah. If Trump is not removed from office and it looks like a um, straw hat style-esque uh, trial and they don't really put a lot of effort into it, uh, Mitch McConnell will definitely face not only backlash from constituents in his home state, um, but he's going to face backlash from Congress and there's going to be a lot of stuff happen. Call for his removal. Vote for his removal. His removal. Think. I mean, 
there's a lot of things that could happen that could be very, very, very detrimental. And honestly, they're burning their bridges. The Republicans are slowly burning every fucking bridge. And at some point, you're either going to stand out on the island or you're going to fucking sink. And I think they're all prepping for sinkage. And they're just like, oh, everything's fine. The house is not on fire. And they're like, oh, my God, all the walls are on fire. And the floor is on fire. And the ceiling is fire. And holy shit, the fire is on fire. What am I supposed to do? I can't. Ouch. You know, next question. What are the drawbacks to impeachment trial going into 2020? Let me take a quick drink break. Brought to you by tomorrow's very special special of foodies watching movies with a uh, a special segment that AP's putting together talking about some movie award stuff, which he is huge on since we're still kind of in our little off season right now because of the holidays and everything else. We're just going to let... A couple little specials leak out. This is the next one we're going to do. But this drink is brought to you by Foodies Watching Movies. Oh, man. Sorry to burp on this, but, like, that was the best drink of Pepsi I've ever had. What are the drawbacks, as AP had said, to impeachment trial going into 2020. I think it just depends on what side of the spectrum you're on. Because if you're a Democrat right now going into 2020, you're like, okay, this is dragging on. Like, the longer this goes, you know, the less chance we're going to... I guess the thing is, is look at it like a football game. And if you're the Bears, you want to have the ball and you want to run the clock down to zero before you give it back to Aaron Rodgers. You don't want to score the game, quote-unquote, winning touchdown with 32 seconds left, hand him the ball, and he somehow finds a fucking way to pull it out of his ass. So Democrats want to know that if this trial gets over quick, boom, that if something is not uh, right and they need to make further action or there's big revelations that are still yet to come, like the Nixon tapes or something, uh, you know... They want enough time to go, okay, we can regroup and try again and, and, and be more concise or think about it like this or do this or do that. Uh, but if they don't run the clock out enough, uh, or they run the clock out and then give Trump a very, very small window of time to work with, because the Republicans are still there, there's still some way that it, it, it counterbalances. Now, for the Republicans... They're going to say, oh, well, this is great for us because it shows the Democrats are too focused on one thing. Democrats aren't the ones not actually passing legislation like Mitch McConnell in the Senate. I'm just saying. He wouldn't even call these things to a vote. 250-some articles or bills are sitting on his fucking desk. You will not call them to vote. He just stalls them and thinks it's great that he helped to make sure that nothing happened during the era of, of Barack Obama. Like, guys... These men are killing our country, tearing a divide in the middle of us, making people incoherent, fucking dumb bastards. And I'm sorry to just be really frank, but I have very few people left on my Facebook. And I, and I don't, you know, don't, you shouldn't kick them off, man, because, you know, you got to hope someday that you can change them. And it's like, I'm not worried about me changing them. I'm worried about the current climate changing me, and I don't want to change who I am, so I'm very vocal about all this shit going on, you know? And uh, I see some of these Trump posts, and these things these people are saying are just... Listen, here's a really sad truth, and some of you guys are not going to like hearing this. If you're a Trump supporter, you're going to hate hearing this, but I'm going to be very frank with you, and I want you to look deep within yourself. And I want you as a as a as a as a non-Trump supporter to tell your fellow Trump supporter this. And we all need to keep telling them this because the sooner they get um demystified of the spell, the sooner we can get to healing our nation. So I want you to walk up to your Trump supporter and just let them know, hey man, it's okay that you are brainwashed. Sometimes simple-minded people can be easily brainwashed, and sometimes complex-minded people can be easily brainwashed because the methods are just using human nature against themselves and it's a lot of repeating the same things and if you are a puppet 
to what your quote-unquote leader is saying and you just tout every single thing he says exactly and you cannot look at the facts objectively and you are unable to genuinely uh, you know, decipher a situation for what it is, you have a problem. You're brainwashed, man. That's what cults do. I mean, think about cults like the Westboro Baptist Church or think about the cult of the Scientology churches and things of that nature. That's what's happening. People are getting brainwashed into being Trumpaholics and uh, I'm, it's just, it's scary because he's he's preying on the dumb-minded people that are afraid anything that is not exactly like them is threatening to them. And you know what's crazy? Those kind of people are dying out in a rapid pace. Like, I don't mean to be morbid or whatever, but seriously, that kind of person, not necessarily like physically dying out, but people are evolving to the place where we're smart enough to know that like, oh, that dude's gay. Cool. He wants to go home and suck mad dick. Good on him. Or, oh, that woman actually identifies as a man and that's her choice fucking radical man if your brain is wired that way and you just have always felt more manly live it up sister do it do it however you feel bro like genuinely and there are so many people that are accepting to all kinds of and you know and this was for a long time i think this was a much bigger issue and it seems to be becoming a less and less issue i know that some people are trying to keep it an issue and I, I, I just want people to know that it's not most of us. And I say that about white people because I think that rampant racism is also dying. I know it seems like it's very loud right now, but usually right before um, the end of something that's awful, it gets really loud trying to stay uh, important and relevant. And people are realizing, like, man, your skin color doesn't matter. You didn't choose it. You didn't wake up when you fucking were born and say, dude make my skin color this you didn't that's just genetics it's science it's where you live and your family and your and your culture lives in in relation to the equator you know it's all scientifical so i just uh i think that we need to move on to the next question i've been ramble bambling for a minuto here right yeah, not bad. Okay. So, do you think Trump can get impeached and not voted out of office? I've already covered that one. Um, but basically, again, yes. And I think that's actually the path we are currently on. Uh, a lot of that stems from the way things are lined up. Now, if the House and the Senate were both Democrat, he here's what would happen, honestly. If the House and the Senate were both Democrat, Trump would be impeached, removed from office. Upon his removal of office, he would go on this crazy tirade of fake news. This is rigged. It's a sham. It's a hoax. It's everything he's doing now anyways. So no real change for his behavior. However, as soon as he would be removed from office, they would put cuffs on him and actually take him to prison for all the stuff that he's involved in that he is not yet going to be charged for until the time is right. So, next question. Do you think Trump could resign before anything like this happens? <sighs> okay, so there is one teeny tiny flickering light of hope that that could happen. Um, some people are going to be like, oh, but then Pence. That isn't actually how it works, and we'll discuss that in a second, too. Um, but... I love how I say we're going to discuss some of these things in a second, and I don't remember all the times that I've said that, so I might miss things going back, folks. If I miss anything, listen, write that shit down and send it to me. Be like, hey, bro, you were talking about this thing, and you kind of tangented it away. It's just how my brain works, okay? So do I think Trump can resign? Flickering little tiny light of hope that this happens and how. Well, Trump's kids are also implicated in some crimes. Trump has got some other trouble brewing in the Southern District of New York. There are federal cases against him that are state level that he will not be able to escape from being uh, pardoned by some sort of presidential move. That's not going to happen. Uh, so he realizes that it's toast and he doesn't want to risk it. Like, what if there are 15 Republicans that secretly hate his guts 
that cannot wait to betray him and make sure that he gets permanently removed from office, right? And so he goes, okay, 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 okay whoa, 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 Speaker Pelosi, Minority Leader McCarthy, uh, all the folks, I need to have a private meeting. He brings them in. He says, listen, I'm not going to say whether I did or did not do any of this shit, but I'll resign so long as my children have immunity and me. Well, probably more the kids, but even then I can't really see him just like throwing himself under the bus and saving his kids. He'd probably just say give himself immunity and like fuck the kids. But something to that effect where he says, listen, I don't want to be fucked with. Let me go live in fucking Russia and do my thing with my fucking money. You'll never hear from my ass again. And uh, that's it. But that's it's a very small, tiny window. But maybe, like I said, maybe the heart of the man and his children is some that he do. I mean, he was probably trying to fuck his own daughter at one point and still even to this day says stuff like that, which is creepy as hell. Let's not forget that fact either, folks. Like this is, I'm just calling it how I see it, you know. Um, so let's kind of go into this next question. Uh, this is also, okay, this is also the last question. AP says, do you think regardless of the outcome of impeachment process will embolden supporters and ensuring Trump or another Republican getting elected? No. And here's why. I feel like there are too many people that are tired of this pol- the circus politics. Like, since Trump has been in office, we have literally been the fucking Ringley brothers of the United States of America because we're just a circus, man. Constantly, every day. Here's the craziest thing. If you go on to the 11th hour with Brian Williams on MSNBC, some might say, oh, they're fake news. They're not. They, they, they are more Democratic-driven but they do definitely still report the facts, okay? Even Trump watches Rachel Maddow and is obsessed with her and tweets about her and shit. So uh, I honestly think that you're going to see a large swing of Republican supporters shift just to ensure that Trump is not elected, even if they're not 100% sold on Bernie Liz, it's not going to be Joe. Get your head out of your ass. It's not going to be Joe Biden. And don't vote for Joe Biden. He is archaic. He is not He is not with it in the modern era of the way the world works. He still thinks that cannabis is a gateway drug. It's not even... Alcohol has been proven more of a gateway drug than anything else. Alcohol is a leading cause to substance abuse. And that's real. Look that shit up, man. So... Do I think that the Trump supporters are going to get emboldened? Sure. Do I think they're going to scream loudly like little bitches? Sure. And I don't mean to be derogative when I say that, but like little bitches in the sense of like they're going to be just nonstop at the top of their lungs trying to get their point across to the point of obnoxiousness. And it's not going to matter. Like this has to happen to save our country. We are at such a tipping point right now. And let me explain, folks. If Trump gets elected for a second time, I don't know if you know this, but some of his supporters are actually trying to tout around a way that because of election meddling in 2016 and how it was unjust that Trump get an additional full term of four more years after his second term, meaning that we now have a fucking dictatorship and he is the king. That's it's over, man. Like, your freedoms, you don't have them. And you already don't have them in so many ways. And it's getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And I know some people are going to be like, yeah, but the Democrats do this and the Democrats do that and the blah, 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 deflect, deflect, deflect. I get it. That's your tactic. Your tactic is to demean something else, deflect from the issue at hand about yourself as a way to derail the attention from you and affix it to someone else as a point of contention. And get the person that you're arguing with on their heels and having to defend something that doesn't even have to do with your argument necessarily. So, I think that our country really, really needs to take one really final good look in the mirror and determine if A, we have the will to put on 
that superhero S that we know so well from Superman, or if we're going to turn to the dark side of the force and go full-blown emperor and just destroy it all and burn it to the fucking ground. And I don't think that as America we are ready to burn it to the ground yet. I think we're better than that. And I think you guys all know that. So, predictions. Uh, I've had a lot of them. But I will say if... And my heart literally just like ached. I got, I got the feels to say this. But like, if Trump is elected again, it's done. This republic has fallen, and we are no more. And uh, it's not good, man. It's not a world I want to raise a kid in. It's not a world I want to have friends in. It's not a world I want to live in. And I know that can kind of sound really dark, and I don't want you guys to think I need to cry for help or some shit. But like the re-election of Trump, if we were to ever get some fucking way that far down the fucking rabbit hole of bullshit after all this. Um, I just, I don't think, yeah, I don't think so. Oh, I remembered one of the things that we were going to get to. It was a Fox poll. And here's the Fox poll of the day. Sunday, or as of uh, Monday, December 16th, there's a Fox poll out 40 per Fox News. 45% people, 45% people, 45% of people, people, want him removed and impeached, impeached and removed from office. Massive. That says a lot. When Fox News, a pro-Trump, uh, kind of in Trump's back pocket corporation, who Trump is friends with the owner, who, uh, you know, have for a long time championed him, been pro him, and said, you know, all the kind things and things of that nature of Trump, uh, have officially changed their position and are realizing that he's scummy and, and he's poisoning the waters, man. Everything he touches, everything Trump touches turns to ash. Trump University, terrible. He had a Trump uh, fucking foundation. Guess what? He was stealing $2 million. He was stealing money from children. From a kids with cancer fund. Trump stole charity money from kids with cancer. I want to say that again. Donald Trump and his organization through the directive of Donald Trump. Because as we've learned, he is the man who makes all the decisions. Because he thinks he's this like ultimate uh, know-it-aller. I guess that's not really the phrase you'd say. But something to that effect. Uh, stole from a kids cancer charity. That is the scummiest fucking thing I've ever heard. And if you support that person, like, no offense, you should probably go play in traffic and see what happens. Like, go out to 65 or 8094 if you're a Trump supporter and play Frogger and see how that works out. Because that's where your fucking IQ is if you're that daft to think that somebody who is as corrupt as, as Trump to, to be... I mean, listen, we had a Saudi who was here training with Americans to hope to fully help the Saudi government betray Americans and kill them. And Trump defended the fucking guy and said that in no way, shape, or form did Saudi Arabia have anything to do with that. And the intelligence community proved otherwise. So, man, it's a, it's a lost from the jump moment in time. And uh, I really wish AP was here right now. I got back a little late, and things kind of fell apart in that regard. Uh, but know that the next time we're all talking, we're going to be in the in-between phase of the impeachment of Trump. It's going to be just past his impeachment officially being uh, recognized by the House of Representatives and just before the trial in the Senate. Now, folks, we're going into 2020. It's a very large year for the election. We're not just fighting for the United States. We're not just fighting for your home state. We're fighting for our position on the global scale. And we have to remember that Trump has not made us look good. The president 
I'm sorry. I know. I'm sure. Listen, I'm sure, folks. Listen, I'm sure a lot of people tune into this will go, man, this guy's the most partisan fuckbag. I just want things done justly, and I'm not looking at it from a partisan perspective. Because even I can listen to some arguments the Republicans are making and go, yeah, I get that. Like, do I think Hunter Biden and Joe Biden do probably need to be investigated for this whole Burisma situation? Yeah. But I think it needs to be done through the proper channels. It needs to be done through the American justice system and not through Ukrainians. I think there are ways and checks and balances to say, hey, fucko, you're having some dirty business dealings. And here's an interesting thing. Trump Trump had this information, this is old news, the whole Burisma thing. Why didn't he raise it in 2016 when he was going to be president or running for president? What about 2017 when he was officially elected president and had the opportunity to call an, an, an investigation at any moment in time on, on the home front? What about 2018? He didn't call it then either? So why all of a sudden then what would motivate him to decide in 2019 to do that other than the next year we have this whole election thing? And if I make one guy look bad, it can make me look better? Do you guys see what's going on here? I really hope you do. I'm really sorry. Like I said, some of you guys are going to think I'm a partisan asshole. I just want fairness. Like, I can look back on the tr- on the, the fucking George W. Bush administration and go, okay, I can see where you had some good policy and as a American can understand why you were driving your policy that way. Now, I can also see things that Bush did that were absolutely crazy and I don't want... He's not the president anymore. Same thing with Obama. Obama has a pretty cool track record as far as like getting stuff done. He also was kind of shysty at times. Looking at it not objectively, you see it. Donald Trump, though, is a different kind of cancer, man. It's sickeningly obvious. Now, I know a few months ago I talked about how Trump might even have already planned his resignation. AP was asked about him being about him resigning. And he could resign 100% culpability free and just say, I'm just physically unwell and I'm not going to be able to do this. My doctor says I have colon cancer or some shit. And they're like, oh shit, I guess he can't go anymore. So to talk about the other, th- other thing that I said I would talk about, touch on the 25th Amendment. You're like, what about 25th Amendment? 25th Amendment is essentially a fail-safe that is, if the president were to be impeached and removed from office or killed or something, other other craziness would happen, that the vice president would take over. Now, that is also if, if the vice president is not under investigation himself, is not tied to any investigation, is not involved with anything in any manner other than being the upright standing person that a VP has now. He could, you know, try to become president, but he's not going to be voted in, and it gets voted on by the House and the Senate totally. So then you would move to the next person, which is Speaker Nancy Pelosi. And honestly, a lot of people are like, give me Nancy. Honestly, I like Nancy Pelosi. I think that... uh, she would be a good interim leader, but I don't think she would be a good full-time president. So for those of you saying, run, run, run for 2020 and don't just do this thing uh, where you're going to, yeah, you know, like run and do it. So I don't know, Nancy. I don't think that, I don't know. I guess we're just going to have to see how this all plays out, folks. Anyways, I think I have babbled on long enough, you guys. As always, you can check out Poor360 on all the different social media sites just by searching Poor360. Also, get us on Apple Music, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, Spotify, CastBox, TuneIn, and many others because we are a member of the Journey Into Comics Network. One feed is all you need. Just search Journey Into Comics Network on all those podcasting platforms I just mentioned. Also, make sure to go to patreon.com backslash Journey Into Comics because, folks, let me tell you something. If I mean, I'm just going to be real. We need your subscriptions to the Patreon or the network will not be keep going because, I mean, it costs us to do this thing, you know, and I'm not trying to be like shitty or whatever at all. And even if you're a member of the network, I need you to hear this, really hear this, okay? But if you go out and spend $3 a month at most, 
shit, let's say $5 a month at most on um, a beer or some beers or some beers and some cigarettes and some weed and some other things, but you can't spend $5 to help keep the thing that we're building going going. We got to change that. Not to say that people are doing wrong because people don't know, but that also includes non-network members and people who are just out in the world. We need you. Your support will genuinely help generate the future of this network, which our plans are big. We have so many little things, seeds of plans that we just need a space to have more space, if that makes any fucking sense. We need a space to have more space. And because we need a space to have more space, we need money. Capital, as it were. Right now, we are barely covering. We are a squeaky wheel covering our hosting on Podbean. But that's as far as it goes. And we need you guys. So anyways, I want to say thanks. I don't want to beg anymore. I wasn't really trying to beg. I was just trying to be real. I think you guys need to hear the realness. But uh, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Poor 360. Have a great week.